Tonight's presentation is Christmas on the Air. And it's by both the choir and the drama team here of Central Baptist Church under the direction of our uh, Minister of Music, Mr. Kevin Stembridge. And what I'm asking you to do is please listen very closely because as, as fun as the drama and other things will be, uh, the words of the music as well as the words of the drama have a very important message. They've been working on this now for a while, and we want you to be able to receive this message. And so uh, we want it to be for your benefit and for the glory of our God. So ladies and gentlemen, we want you now to just kind of sit back and enjoy tonight's presentation of Christmas on the Air. Hurry, we're on the air in three minutes. Come on, everybody get in place. Play a little music to get into the Christmas spirit. You know, something warm and touchy-feely. Remember, people, this is a warm Christmas program, so don't be a cold fish. Put some feeling into it, and that's in order. I'll be in the sound booth. Now shape up. We'll be ready to go in just five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. We're on the air. This is WTYG 91.5 and 107.1 FM.
Christmas on the air. <clears throat> Coming to you from beautiful downtown Ocala. Thank you for tuning in tonight and making us part of your holiday tradition. It's the eve of December 23rd. Christmas is almost here. So sit back, get comfortable, and sing along as we remember that first Christmas so very long ago.
imagination and you even might hear some talking animals.
I'll go home now. Okay, let's go home. Thank you, Kids Choir. I've been volunteering to do this program for the last 25 years, and I do believe that you just heard the best children's choir we've ever had. That was a great job, kids. Well, I know, and you know, that animals can't really talk. But what if they could? What if animals had been able to tell the story? This evening, for our children's broadcast, let's allow our imaginations to wander back to a night more than 2,000 years ago. What might they have said if a donkey, a cow, a sheep, and a dove had been able to tell the story of the lowly stable strewn with hay? Mm, I never saw a human so weary as that lady. Mm. Bad night it was for her. But donkey, you should know how far she came, for you came that far yourself. How long were you on the road with that sad-faced man and that weary mother? Don't bother me. I'm eating hay. Hee-haw! Coo! I'm so glad I'm only a bird. Sitting on my nest and singing to my brood is so much sweeter than traveling miles and miles to a strange city far from home. Listen here, Dovey. You don't know the half of it. It's a rough road between here and Nazareth, where Joseph and Mary set out. Those are their names. Joseph, he's a good man, a carpenter. He smells the sawdust most days, but he's kind to me. Been kind to Mary, too. She was espoused to him when news came of the baby. Espoused? Is that good or bad? Hee-haw! Silly sheep. Espoused means she was to be his wife. And so she is, now that he's taken her. They'll go back home once the taxes are paid to Caesar the Gusty. He's the reason why they had to come here. Did you say the Gusty? Uh-huh. They call him Augustus. But if you ever heard him speak, you know it should be the Gusty. Hee-haw! But I don't know how they'll pay anything to anyone. Dirt poor they are. My, how peaceful the little mother looks lying there. Coo, her voice surely is the sweetest little sound the little one waiting to be born has ever heard. So soft and smooth and soothing. It makes me want to sing a lullaby too. Why don't you sing us all to sleep tonight, Dove?
This is WTYG 91.5 and 107.1 FM. We'll be right back with more of Christmas on the Air. Okay, cut. Now listen, everybody. You've got two minutes and nine seconds. No more and no less. So don't wander off. Robert, where's my triple shot latte? Ah, anybody need a bottle of water? If I'm really lucky and I keep drinking enough water, I'll be able to keep that donkey voice all the way through tomorrow night's program. Well, no one can do a donkey quite as naturally as you, Rich. And you've got a great radio face, too. Hee-haw! Your voice sounds good so far. I'll be fine. But this is the last time I agreed to do a radio drama at Christmas. Only one more shopping day left, and where am I when the stores are open? Stuck at a radio station playing what, well, let's just say it's not the most flattering character I've ever played. Oh, stop complaining. It's no wonder you have to play a donkey the way you huff and puff around here, as if you're the only one who has any shopping left to do. How about you, Steph? Got all your Christmas presents wrapped and ready? Uh, actually, I haven't started. Haven't started? Girl, you better get a move on. Well, it just looks like it's going to be a pretty lean year at our house this year. Your dad still hasn't found a job? No. <clears throat> what a time of year to be out of work. You know, I'm sorry he hasn't found something. Is your mom still cleaning houses to make ends meet? Yep, and she's glad it's Christmas time. Seems like everybody wants a house cleaning this time of year. She is so tired. She has three houses to clean today. Well, Steph, you don't know how much I appreciate your work here at the radio station over the break. I know it's a sacrifice. Excuse me? Um, hello there. Uh, may we help you? Are you the radio actors? That, that would be us. us! Then I have something for you. Well, we're about to go back on the air. Could you wait till the break? Oh, I guess I could wait a little bit. Radio actor. <laughs> I never thought of myself as a radio actor before. I'm probably the only broadcasting journalism major at school with experience in radio. Yeah, you're a radio actress now. Should really help your job prospects to list Dove of Bethlehem on your resume. Might get your career off to a flying start. <laughs> Hee-haw! All right, all right, back <laughs> to your places. Get to the right page now. And remember, this scene is supposed to be very close, like we're all crowded together. All right, break's over. Get into position. Now everybody listen up. That was a pretty good start, but you need a little bit more Christmas spirit, more joy and all that stuff. All right, we're about to go live on the air. Five, four, three, two, one. We're on the air. This is WTYG 91.5 and 107.1 FM, bringing you Christmas on the Air.
listeners out there in Radio Land. Now let's return to the manger of Bethlehem where everything is very, very quiet.
the middle of the night. I say we just go back to sleep and forget about that sound. Ooh, maybe we should. But Dove said she was sure she heard a strange noise in the inner stall. It woke you up, right, Dove? Oh, the noise was so unusual. It sounded like no animal I've ever heard before. But you don't hear anything now. Maybe it will come again soon. Listen. Nothing as far as I can hear. No, I don't hear it now either. Move over so I can move my ear closer. Back down, cow. Your place is at the bottom of the wooden gate between the boards. It may be tight, but we all have to share the space. I still say she didn't hear anything. Cow, I'm sure I heard a still small cry. Maybe so, and maybe not. But it's pitch black in the inner stall. If we can't see anything, we might as well settle back in our separate stalls. Oh, there, there it is—a tiny little voice, so soft and low, like no animal I've ever heard. Oh, look! The man has lit a lamp to bring to his wife. Hmm. She's holding something close, like she's afraid she'll lose it. I thought you said they had nothing of value with them, donkey. It's the truth. They brought nothing with them. Well, they surely have something now. Will you look at that? There's a little hand, fingers stretching up as if to reach for the star that shines so brightly through the window. Look at the tiny fingernails and the rosy rounded elbow of the little arm. Aw, she's bundled him up in some tufts of wool from me. Hmm, I can't see the face. Dove, can you? No, she's holding the bundle too close to be seen. Maybe with the rising sun we'll see the precious treasure. Donkey, why did they come to our stable on such a night as this with a baby on the way? Well, they asked to stay in the inn, but there was no place for them. No place for such a little mother about to give birth? I'll never understand humans. We're only barn creatures, but we all have a home when our young ones arrive. Say, friends, let's think about what we just heard. Why do you think there was no room for Mary and Joseph? Was the innkeeper a hard man who cared nothing for families? I don't think so. I imagine he was someone just like you and me, a decent man, but a busy man. It wasn't that he didn't care; it's just that he didn't know. Why, if an angel had come to him that tell, to tell him that God's only begotten Son was to be born that night, would he have found a bed for them? I'm sure he would, but he didn't know. This Christmas, may we be willing to help someone, just as we would help Jesus out if He were the one in need. Remember, we worship Christ by reaching out to others in His name. Good night, friends.
angels from the realms of glory spread to all the Christmas story lift your voices up to heaven unto us a son is given is now residing prophets told of baby Jesus now he's come to save and free us Don't forget to tune in tomorrow night on Christmas Eve for the conclusion of Christmas on the Air. We close tonight's broadcast with a special number for all you children out there in Radio Land. TYG 91.5 and 107.1 FM.
Tune in tomorrow night for the conclusion of Christmas on the Air. Thanks for listening. Well, it could have been better, but this ain't Hollywood, so you did all right, I guess. Now, make sure you're here on time tomorrow. Same time, same place. Merry Christmas. Is is his name Ebenezer? <laughs> you mean in Scrooge? Don't mind him. <clears throat> you all did a super job. It couldn't have gone better, and I mean it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. This broadcast really means a lot to you, doesn't it, Grandpa Miller? Well, it has been my annual ministry for the last 25 years, but I don't think the new manager is all excited about everything he's inherited. Well, I think it's a much-needed contrast to Santa Claus and Rudolph. We'll see you tomorrow evening. I'm off to hit the 24-hour sale mark. I'm going to hit the hay myself. That should be good for your career as a radio donkey. Hee-haw! Good one for a bird brain. A what? Hey, where's the strange woman who was in here earlier? She must have slipped out during the last scene. Okay by me. Gave me the creeps to have someone just show up off the street and ask for radio actors. I thought she was going to ask for a handout or something. I don't think so. She had the kindest eyes. Well, I figured she was just going to say she liked the story. Hey, wait a second. What's this right here? She must have left these. This one's for sheep, one for dove, one for cow, and one for donkey. I'm not touching that thing. Could be booby trap. Come on, Rich. It's just a Christmas card, though there is something stiff inside them. I wonder what it is. Joanne, why don't you open it? Check it out for us. Okay, so I'm the guinea pig, huh? I'll be brave since you won't. <laughs> I was just kidding. Let's see. Well, you look at that. What? There's a note. It says, wishing you and yours a blessed Christmas, just like the first one. And there's a gift card inside. It says from its from Old Town Jewelers, expires on Christmas Eve. Here, let me see that. No, no, no. You can look at your own. All right, all right. Huh. Says the same thing. Oh, mine too. That makes four of us. Um, you think these gift cards are any good? Oh, yeah. They're good, all right. Professional. Don't you see? It's a sales gimmick. They send out someone like this on the bit, some mysterious stranger to pull in some business on the biggest shopping day of the year. Brilliant. You probably get a genuine imitation cubic zirconia. You know, he's probably right. She didn't even stay to talk to us. Of course I'm right. She's probably making rounds every place on this side of the street, while someone else hits the other side of the street. Canvas the whole district so sales are up this Christmas. Well, who knows? It might be worth checking out. But the downtown stores are closed already tonight, right? Well, there's always tomorrow. Well, you can tell me what I miss tomorrow night. I'm not wasting a trip. Maybe he's right. Parking will be hard to find tomorrow. Which is why they have to resort to tactics like this. Cheap sales gimmick. You guys get some rest, and I'll see you back at the stable tomorrow night. Hee-haw. Well, I'm going to go too. Steph, do you need a ride? No thanks. Mom's picking me up. Okay, well, night on... Oh, oops, almost forgot my card. You going to give it a try? I don't know, Steph, uh, but...
there's nothing to lose, so you should check it out. Might be a 25% discount or something. Have to be more than 25% to help me. Night, Joanne. Night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Y'all take care. You know, thanks again, Steph. Not a lot of college kids are willing to get involved with a kids program over the Christmas break. I just love hearing the kids sing. They just, they just seem to get it. I mean, Christmas. It takes the faith of a little child to really trust the Lord, doesn't it? You know, Jesus said, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. You're a walking Bible, Grandpa. I'm so glad I got to work with you. You know, the privilege is all mine, Steph. And we still have one night to go. I wouldn't miss it. Now, you do have your mystery card with you, right? Yeah, I got it. Like Steph said, uh, I don't have anything to lose. Good night. Uh, aren't you coming? No, in a minute. The kids wanted me to listen to the new song they're working on with the ladies. See you tomorrow night. All right, bye. Okay, kids, let's hear it. folks. Well, <clears throat> I think I hear my bed calling me. Everybody get a good night's rest and I'll see you back here on Christmas Eve. Good night all. Oh, it's a great time right now. Oh, it's a
Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas to you. Y'all ready to gather around the manger? Manger's all set up. We just need a few more animals. Hey, you ever thought about bringing in real animals so the sound is real genuine? Have you ever tried to make a donkey bray on cue? <laughs> I see your point. But still, the realism would be something to hear. Might be something to smell, too. <laughs> Hee-haw, bad idea. I visited the Yoder Dairy this fall. You ever been? No, but I did grow up on a farm. Really? You had all those tubes and machines to milk your cows? No, just these magic fingers. Hey, have you ever seen the farmer's handshake? Put your fingers like this. Up, down, down like this. <laughs> you really did grow up in the barn, didn't you? Well, let's just say I visited the barn every morning. Tending cows and sheep and chickens. It's all part of God's provision. Tough life, huh? Hey, guys, drop what you're doing and hold on to your hats. Tell them, Steph. Oh, well, I... Wait a second. Did either of you go to the jewelers yesterday? Completely forgot about it. I didn't get there either. Me neither. I could tear my hair out. Sales gimmick my eye. Tell them, Steph. I just asked what the card was good for. And they said it really was a gift card, with no limit, to pick out whatever gifts I wanted to buy. And I was like, yeah, right. Wait till you hear it. So I started with a watch for my dad. I picked out a real nice one. And I figured they'd say, that's too much. And they said, ah, uh, that was a very nice choice, ma'am. And what else would you like? Did you hear that? A watch for her dad, Rich. So then I think about my kid's sister, Jan. She's always wanted a real strand of pearls. And I pick out this real nice strand of pearls. You have very discerning eye, miss. Did you get that, Rich? This sales gimmick gave her a pearl necklace for her kid sister. And then for my mom, I thought if only I could get her a ruby ring. That's her birthstone. So I picked out, you wouldn't believe, the beautiful ring I picked out. It was worth... Well, let's just say it was worth more than I've spent in my entire lifetime. The lady said, your mother will be very pleased. You got her a ruby ring? I could just scream! And then when I asked if they knew who had purchased the gift cards, they said the party has wished to remain anonymous. So I walk out the door with three gifts, all wrapped in complimentary wrapping, and do you know what the total cost was? It was over $3,000. And that was just before closing. I came straight here. $3,000? It's like a Christmas miracle. The one year my family is so poor that we thought that we'd have no Christmas presents. And now this. Okay, okay. This is really weird. Who was the woman? And why in the world would she do a thing like that? Face it, I had the opportunity of a lifetime and I missed it because I was busy getting stocking stuffers at the dollar store. <laughs> oh my, what a Christmas story this will make for years to come. I'm so happy it was you who got to go, Steph. But we're not far from airtime, folks, so we're going to have to talk about it later if that's okay. I'm sorry, guys. I wish there had been time to let you all know, too. Yeah, right. Well, just so you all know, 
The donkey will be really grumpy tonight. Yeah. Ditto on the sheep. All right, just seconds till airtime. So you all better give it some pizzazz tonight, or else. Quiet on the set, everyone. Five, four, three, two, one. We're on the air. This is WTYG 91.5 and 107.1 FM. And now we continue with Christmas on the Air. Move over, donkey, and let me see the shepherds. Well, you can look for yourself, but you won't see them. They already left. And not too soon for me. They were so timid you could hardly hear what they said. Back to the hills to care for their flock. But they were so happy. Did you see their eyes? Just imagine what they saw last night. Angels filling the night sky with shining light. And what they heard, glorious tones of angelic voices crying out, Glory to God in the highest. Ooh, and what else did they say? Coo! Peace on earth, good will to men. Then back to the sky they went. But why did they come to the shepherds, of all people? Back off of the shepherds, cow. No, I only mean that they, well, they aren't the famous or the wealthy. They're just simple folk who love and care for their sheep. Hmm, why would God announce the birth of his son to them? I think I can answer. God uses humble things to accomplish his will. That way he gets the glory. I still say it doesn't make any sense at all. The king of kings makes his grand entrance to earth in a humble manger surrounded by lowly animals and simple shepherds. Who could imagine such a thing? Yes, who could imagine? No. 
More than anything else, I wish I could have given something to the little family for the Son of God who was born so poor. Yeah, but what would you have to give? I was going to give him some hay, but he doesn't have any teeth to chew with. I can't even give him milk or cheese. Hee-haw! Don't worry. His mother's making sure he won't go hungry, but I sure am starved. Can I have some of your hay? Stop thinking about your stomach, donkey. Cow, don't you realize the gift you've already given the baby? Me? A gift for the baby? Really? Whose food trough is he lying in? Well, mine. You gave up your manger so he could have a cradle. Mm, I did, didn't I? He slept his first night in my manger. And how about you, sheep? What about me? I didn't give up anything for the baby. I wish I had. <laughs> but you did, sheep. What did I give him? You saw what they wrapped the baby in to keep him warm, Coo. Well, that was just tufts of wool left over from shearing. No sacrifice. But it came from you, and it kept him from shivering in the night. It did help to pad his swaddling clothes in that rough manger. Coo, I'm the only one who gave nothing. You're forgetting the lullaby you sang so beautifully for him. But that was just cooing. I do that every morning. Mm, but it sounded so sweet and soothing in the middle of the night. Coo, I guess it was a strange time to sing. Well, in case anyone cares to notice, I gave the baby something too. You? What did you give, donkey? He would never have made it to Bethlehem if his mother had to walk here. Ooh, donkey, our gifts cost so little, and you gave something that cost more than a manger, or a song, or even tufts of wool. Really? Coo, it's what any of God's creatures can give to him. Me? What was my gift? Obedience. Coo, if you hadn't been willing to walk where you were told... They would have never made it to Bethlehem. If I gave the costliest gift of all, I'm the greatest giver here. Hee-haw! Mm, donkey, obedience you have. Next, we'll work on humility. Well, friends... We'll leave the lowly stable of Bethlehem now and journey back to our town of Ocala for a final word this Christmas Eve. Our story this week has been about the simple truth that God is the one who gave the greatest gift that was ever given. But very few seem to notice that gift. And many folks are just too busy to care. <clears throat> so I came up with this crazy idea for a little experiment of my own. I figured out a way to give three people I care about a very special gift. Each one of them received a card from a local jewelry store, but there was one catch. It had to be used by Christmas Eve, and I didn't tell them it was from me. Now I'm going to ask Rich, who played the donkey, and Joanne, who played the sheep, to please step up to the microphone. 
Joanne, could you tell the listeners why you didn't go by the jewelry store? You, 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 you gave, I, I, I don't know what to, I, I was too busy. Well, do you mind telling us how you felt when you realized you'd missed out on what would have been such a wonderful joy? I, I guess I, I was, uh, you, you could say pretty upset with, with myself. Rich, how about you? Me? Well, I, well, I guess I just didn't believe it. Too skeptical, I guess. Dear listener, you ask, why did they miss out? They just didn't know how much the gift was worth. Seemed too good to be true. You know, we live in an age where people have grown so busy with the gift buying, while others have grown so skeptical that the simplest truth of Christmas is lost on them. It seems too good to be true. Jesus came because he loves you. He loved you so much that he died on the cross to take away your sins. And he wants you to be with him for eternity. Will you have the faith of a little child? Will you say, come into my heart and save me, Lord Jesus? I turn from my sin and self to live for you because of your gift of love to me. Friend, if you will pray that prayer in your heart, you'll experience the true joy of Christmas for the first time. And you can worship Jesus just like Mary did that first night so long ago.
You can all go ahead and slip out. <clears throat> There's not much more to do. I can't accept these gifts, Grandpa. They're too much. No, they're not, Steph. They're just enough to say how much I appreciate your sacrificing to help out with the radio drama. Especially with the need your family faces this year. Joanne, Rich, I have good news and bad news. The bad news is that the open limit was only good if you used it by Christmas Eve. The good news is that your cards will still be worth $50 if you use them the week after Christmas. That's very kind, but you don't have to do that. Yeah, I was the jerk who didn't, well, who missed out. But I do have a question. Who was that strange woman who came and brought the cards? I'll have to tell her she looks strange to you. That was my sister Betty from over in Levy County. She's here for the holidays. Oops. Sorry. I gotta hand it to you. I was never so surprised in all my life. But thank you for an unforgettable lesson in faith. Yeah. And thanks for... For... Well, for everything. I'll never forget it either. You know, you're welcome. I couldn't have asked for a better cast for our kids' Christmas program. Only one problem. What's that? Now I really do feel like a donkey. Hee-haw! And I followed you, dumb as a sheep. Well, on that note, I think I'll fly home to my house with the most generous presents I've ever received. Merry Christmas, Grandpa. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. This is WTYG 91.5 and 107.1 FM. And now for the conclusion of Christmas on the Air. Friend, thank you for joining us tonight, and I hope you've been blessed. Now, to close our program, a little friend of mine comes to ask you that very important question that I hope each one of us will ask ourselves, what can I give him?
team, boys and girls, you did an outstanding job. But you know, just listening through the story to this, this evening, a gift was given that really, frankly, that none of those that played the parts on the radio program could have afforded themselves. And even the one that did go bought the nicest gifts, and yet in a jewelry store could have bought even more expensive gifts. When you think of that, and it makes me think of Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, where he says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, just like we are, yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, he paid a price that I could not pay. In Romans 6, 23, he says, For the wages of sin is death. And I tell you, that's grim news. Here we are at Christmas season, and, and, and tomorrow morning I'll be doing the funeral in this auditorium. In a time where we're celebrating the birth of the Savior... We're also saying see you later to a dear loved one. But you know, that was grim news about death being the wages of our sin. And we've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. However, that's not where that verse ended. Because there's another half to that verse. And the second half of that verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You heard the choir singing Emmanuel. That means God with us. God with us. Do you realize that Jesus Christ existed throughout all eternity past? But the Bible says God is the Spirit. He existed as a spirit throughout all eternity past. But 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came to a place called Bethlehem. I find that interesting. Bethlehem means the house of bread, and Jesus became the bread of life for us. And you know, when he was born, and that little chubby hand reached up and touched the chin of his mother. That was the very child, though, that very one who existed in eternity past who created the heavens and the earth. Think of that. But when he created the heavens and the earth, he said he was making us in his image. God's image is not a body. All of our bodies are different. The image is not a body. The image is a spirit. God is a spirit. Each one of us were born with a spirit. And yet, 
He said, for the wages of sin is death. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. See, when you're born into this world, you are born spiritually dead. You say, well, I, I have a living spirit. How could that be? Well, see, the word death doesn't mean ceasing to exist. The word death actually means separation. When Adam sinned that day, man was separated from God. He was doomed for a lake of fire unless he had a Savior. Jesus Christ became that Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, when Jesus Christ came to this earth, he came with a purpose. That was to die for every sin you or I ever have or ever will commit. And so, 33 and a half years later, just 33 and a half short years later, Jesus died on the cross. If you remember that story, the first three hours, men did all they could do. He was hanging there as a bloody mass. And then all of a sudden the skies turned dark at noon. At noon the skies turned dark and for three hours the skies are dark. And Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Actually what he meant by that was that when he was in his humanity here on earth, there was always grace to help him. In the wilderness, angels were sent. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was sweating drops as if they were blood, angels were sent. But now there's no, no grace for him. None whatever. And whereas the body in those first three hours suffered great torture and torment, the last three hours were worse because God the Father... Look down on God the Son and saw your sin and my sin. And he poured out his almighty wrath upon the human spirit of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ on the cross said, it is finished. He had paid the debt for all sin for all time in full. Yet you were made in his image. A spirit. Therefore, you have a free will. You can accept or you can reject. And what an illustration that was tonight as we watched these uh, people as they performed this evening. Three of the four just didn't take advantage. And of course, what the fourth one did give the gift, but the other two, two of those others, they... They thought, ah, oh, it's not worth it. Ah, oh, no, not now. Ah, well, you know, I'm not going to do it. But that one did. The one did. And it was worth it all. And you know, Jesus did die on the cross for our sins. And just like with them, the gift was there. It was free. All they had to do was take it. Act upon it. 
But they didn't do that. And as a result, they lost out in everything. You see, one second after death is too late. The time was up just like Christmas Eve. When the doors closed, the time was up. One day, the time's going to be up for each of us. Are you ready to meet the Maker? Are you ready to meet God? It's appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Yes, we've all sinned, we've all come short of the glory of God, but Jesus commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners just like we are, he died for us. Paid our penalty. I look in the Bible. There was a woman at the well. She had had five husbands, and the man that she was living with was not her husband. I, I, I look at others that were there. You know, we, we, we have the man that was born blind. Blind from his birth. And God saved his soul. I think of David, King David. He killed a man committed adultery, and God yet saved his soul. Moses actually murdered a man. God saved his soul. On the cross, there was a thief beside him. That thief would never be able to do a good work because it's not by works that we're saved. For it's the grace of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, the Bible says. And so God, in his grace, Paid the penalty. You can't earn it. None of us can. But anybody can be saved because his grace is greater than all our sin. So, what must you do? Well, just like they each had it offered to them, only one took advantage of it. And that's what it simply is. In Romans 10, 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's imagine that a doctor says to you today, You've got something very bad wrong with you. And if it's not taken care of in the next few days, you're going to die. And then he, say, he brings out all the tests. He shows you the, the MRIs and everything else. And, you, and he says to you, do you see that you have a need? And you say, oh, yeah. I think each of those that were on the panel, they would have been able to say, oh, yes, I'd need more to get more, you know. I'd like to buy more gifts. And it was available, but they didn't act on it. So that guy can be shown, yes, I I need this. I need it. And then he shows the surgeon that does this surgery. And he shows his record and his abilities, and he says, you know, this is the best surgeon in the world for this type of surgery. He's got a pristine record. 
And, and all you have to do is agree and let him do it. And so he says, do you see that this surgeon can do it? He said, oh, yeah, boy, all the proof is there. Then he says, all right, we're going to set you up for surgery tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. He says, no, you're not. Oh, why not? I don't want to do that. I'm scared. Do you realize the consequence if you don't? I'm willing to take a chance on it. He said, well, that would be the dumbest thing to do, knowing that he's probably going to die if he doesn't have this done. He's got the best surgeon in the world to do it, and he won't do it. Why? Because he's not willing to trust him with his life. Now, in his head, he seriously believes the surgeon can do it. But you see, with a heart, man believes unto righteousness. You're trusting him with your life. And you're trusting his righteousness, not yours. For with the heart, <clears throat> man believeth unto righteousness. That is his righteousness. His righteousness in your place before the throne of God that makes us acceptable to him. And if you believe that he died for him, was buried and rose from the dead, and you're willing to enter into that personal relationship with him, receiving him as your Lord, as your God, as your Savior, and you're willing to do that, he says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No. God doesn't lie. He's already given his word that if you'll come to him, he'll in no wise cast you out. But you have to come to him. You must receive him. Tonight, you can do it right now because it's not a big act that you do. It's not some strange kind of uh, thing that you do. But rather, just like a marriage and making that commitment, that's the kind of commitment it is. You're coming to Jesus Christ to receive him as your Savior. He said if you'd ask him, he'd do it. And you can do that right now. Let us bow our heads for a moment. In a moment, I'm going to form a prayer. And the form that, prayer that I'm going to form is a prayer that's asking the Lord to save, to save your soul. I'm going to say this prayer silently. I mean, I'm going to say this prayer loud, and I'm going to pray it slowly. And you can pray it there silently in your seat. If you're wanting to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you want to receive the gift of life. But my friend, the prayer that I pray will only be words if you didn't mean it. But if you're willing to enter into that relationship with Jesus Christ tonight, right now, then pray this prayer silently where you are as I pray it aloud. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I believe Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross for all my sin and died for me. I believe that he was buried and three days later, he rose up bodily from the grave. I right now ask Jesus Christ 
to come into my heart and my life as my Lord, as my God, as my Savior. Save me right now. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Now,